Father, by God, it's that time again, this time of week, every week. By God. Big and Rich Show. By God. This is the Big and Rich Show right now. <laughs> I think I think I might have the worst Jim Ross impersonation. That is pretty bad. If that's it's, who you were trying. I thought you were bad. just doing like yeah. redneck. Um, just you know <laughs> that. <laughs> I didn't even catch that at all. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's <laughs> who I'm trying to sound like. I don't. I just that's the one person. I think he's funny to imperson impersonate. I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, hey everybody. Hey. What's Welcome up, to the Big Ten Ridge Podcast. Just uh, me and Seth tonight. Kenny is on. I'm jealous. Kenny is on a cruise right now, which I probably could have been on. So for those who have been following us for a while, and most of the people that listen know us anyways, they probably know the story. But we all try to go on a cruise like March. Uh, was it March or May? Of, it was May of 2020, which, of course, was like a month or two into COVID and everything shut down. And so we... I guess Seth, you went on one, didn't you? Like I've since between on, now and then. No, 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 no. I haven't been on one since. Okay. Uh, before, yeah, I went on one before, but that's it. Okay, so yeah, so we pretty much bowed out of trying to keep rescheduling because we re. I know I for me personally rescheduled one and was like, all right, cool. If it comes back around, then we'll go. And then it came back around, and they're like, no, we're still not cruising. So we're like, all right, we'll just get our money back and we'll do a different vacation, which I think we ended up going to like Panama City Beach. Yeah, um, well, that's the one. I was out on the first one. Yeah, and just, so I'm Kenny <laughs> and Mindy and his son are all finally taking that trip <laughs> from feels like that decade ago at this point. But um, so uh, pro, you know, shout out to them. They're out on their having fun. I've seen a few pictures here and there. Uh, so yeah. it's great. Now I'm jealous now. And I'm like, damn, maybe we should have <laughs> stuck with it, but we'll probably go at some point. Um, you know, I've talked about this on the last couple episodes. I think uh, we're planning on a Disney trip next year. And then, you know, um, maybe we'll see after that. Fun. But one thing we did do is we got to hang out while they were all cruising and, we um, did. We got to do uh, a beer or two in Nashville and watch some college football this weekend. Cool. So I'll just turn that over to you. Uh, you know, you, you were out last week, so um, listen yeah, what you've been up to. Just really just well, I crack out. open a beer, so we're doing beers digitally, <laughs> I guess, which is right. weird. Uh, Shout out to Bear Walker. We, uh, we did a small trip to Nashville. It was a three-day weekend, and there's some things we had to do to – some wedding stuff we had to discuss and set up because we're do- also doing a national reception. And mm-hmm. so we're still filling out like where to have it and how to cater it and stuff like that. So we're getting that all figured out. Um, this is the so exciting like- part of it. I feel like after going through a, a wedding and being married myself, this is like the fun part of it. We're like, oh, you're planning everything. And then when it starts getting all the logistics, it's like, Hopefully that don't go bad for you and right. That, you know, Seth, you might be the Bradzilla this of, of the two, so <laughs> probably not though. But <laughs> no, I'm pretty simple, man. You're pretty simple uh, and chill when it comes to just doing planning and stuff. Anything like, like I mean, I had a party where we all sat in my den and we watched YouTube videos in lawn chairs. Yeah, <laughs> so that was actually a really cool. Dang, man, I still remember some of those videos. Dude, it, it was just, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I want everybody to have a good time, but I kind of want everybody to have a good time, everybody to just kind of mingle and chill. It's not really a uh, high tension, high, high energy thing. It's just come hang out yeah. and enjoy it and just kind of celebrate. Yeah, enjoy. I just remember mine being so much damn work, like the couple days leading up and the, the day of and... I don't know. It was it's good to do once, and hopefully I'll never ever have to do that again. Uh, oh no! I don't plan on it at least. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just it's been it's been a it's been fun, but it has been stressful trying to find stuff. So yeah, but things are starting to fall into place. It's getting closer. I'm getting excited. 
um, just as weird as it sounds to, sounds to say out loud, it just take it day by day. <laughs> yeah, but that's just kind of what you have to do. Um, but yeah, the Nashville trip was fun. Um, got to uh, met Bill and his wife for dinner. Um, I haven't really just hung out and talked to Bill. Yeah, forever. I haven't either, really, probably since we did our hot challenge, because, I mean, I've been to the, you know, been by the restaurant a bunch of times, but, you know, he's working. So just like, hey, what's up? What do you want? You know, and like you chat for maybe five minutes and then you eat or take out or whatever. And that's that. So it's been a minute since I've actually just like he's a he's an interesting dude to talk to. Like, dude, he's so much fun to talk like he's. He's got so much experience in life, and I don't know how old he is. He's older than us, but, um, you know, from a guy that's, you know, since I've known him, always had his own business, and just right. going through those steps, I mean, hearing him talk even business is, like, very intriguing to me. Uh, dude, I just, I, I want to buy as much Bill stock as I can. <laughs> like, he's such a fun and nice and genuine guy. Like, yeah. You're never gonna get Bill to do something he doesn't like. I don't know, man. It's just he's a cool guy and he's really fun to talk to. And it's you know you never get bored when you're talking to him mm-hmm. either. So that's that's just one thing. And his wife Jamie is the same way. Super nice, super yeah. amazing. You know, just can talk about and kind of morph with the conversation mm-hmm. and just keep everything flowing. It was. It's one of those where it was kind of like everybody would have a conversation and then it would break off to where two and two would have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was Bill and Lindsay and me and Jamie. And sometimes it was me and Bill. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of, it never stopped. It was always that's a, moving. And that's a just, really cool, that's a really yeah, cool thing and a cool vibe. And I, I really enjoy that about Lindsay too, um, which I don't know if I've ever said this. Like she's, she's fun to talk to. Like, I just like especially over this weekend, I was watching college football, and I'm like, man, she, she's into us maybe more than Seth is right now. <laughs> and I was just like, no, man, this is cool. She wasn't, but she's she's the right amount of into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. where it's not, you know, it doesn't seem fake. Well, it just um, it was just kind so of fake I'm screaming inside. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just kind of uh, uh, I guess fate, um, fate that all those North Carolina college teams were playing at the time we were visiting. So it, it was, I don't know what they were thinking. I was like, how can this, like, this is just insane that this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. But it was a great, it was, it was a great week one. Like a lot of the games were crazy. Yeah. Especially those four. Like yeah. Those, I mean, those four teams playing. So that was fun to get to go over there. Hang out, watch football, do some beers, eat some hold pizza, the baby, eat some yeah. pizza, hang out. Which uh, yeah, a little the little pizza lady. place up here is pretty damn good for what it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think me and Delaney played more than uh, me and you hung out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, how it is <laughs> how it is now. The funniest thing I was talking to. Um, Yesterday, uh, I ran into Brad Willis at um, at the Battle of the Badges Blood Drive at Nissan Stadium. Um, yeah. Uh, we had our, our station out there broadcasting, and he went out there and donated blood. And Brad Willis is a, uh, the, the former 104 Out of the Zone program director who I really look up to a lot in the professional side of a radio business. And uh, we were just talking, you know, we were just talking about family stuff. And the funniest thing that he was, I was just like, yeah, man, uh, you know, having two kids is something else. And he's like, yeah, and just because we're football guys and, and sports guys, he's like, yeah, man, how does it feel like to go from zone coverage to man to man? I was like, that is the best analogy I've heard in a long time when it comes yeah. to like me and my wife having two kids. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's work, but it's fun. And, uh, it was cool to uh, get you, see uh, y'all get to see them. No, it was fun, and like that's the other thing. Like, Delaney usually has nothing to do, so the funny part about it is, is all of a sudden now she's like, "Oh, okay, this guy's not that bad." <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a type that 
maybe a little bit kind of like me just takes a minute to like warm up to to people but once like once like she knows you it's like you know we're we're good now and we're friends and it's like she'll be open and playing and all that which isn't a bad trait for a kid to have let's say that no i i i I like it because you know this world's crazy and uh right you know the more that she's kind of hey i'm gonna let this play out and or let this person kind of talk for a while before i decide to talk to them or interact with them yeah i don't know if they're on the level yet i'm just gonna kind of hang out on the outside before i really want to dive in yeah but no she's funny she's (laughs) <laughs> her getting all her artwork out and Jessica going, please stop. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we were we were kind of panic cleaning and then like we had the house pretty pretty squared away considering we have a four year old and a four month old. Yeah. And uh and then she's like dragging everything out. And part of me is like, cool, you know, she's playing and you know being occupied. Uh, with herself and then other part of me like damn i just cleaned up all this shit <laughs> and she's You're just like, dragging right back out <laughs> yeah exactly well, that's her that's her job mm-hmm. <laughs> also uh your son yeah probably and i'm follow me here might okay. be the thickest thickest kid <laughs> i've ever seen in my life he's got some tree trunk legs man right now that kid is Built like a brick shit house, dude. That kid will. <laughs> I would. I'd. I'd go ahead and start constructing a sled in the backyard for him to just pull weights on. <laughs> like, just yeah. train him like a pit bull until he can walk. <laughs> yeah, um, he he's strong as a little. Like for four months old. I mean, the crazy thing is going from like Delaney was like super. I wouldn't say timid, but like I mean, that's kind of her personality a little bit. Is like we were just talking, like it takes a minute for her to warm up. So he just seems to be like, I don't Dude, know, all in. <laughs> your, your son at four months old, I bet he, how long has he been supporting his head? Uh, probably, like, I mean, I'm, it feels like, like and, and watch Jessica's gonna listen to this and she's gonna correct me, but I feel like it's been, he's been doing that for almost two months now. Yeah. Dude, like he's he's grown. He's and he's up. like he's standing up. up. He's wanting to stand up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the weirdest dude. Your child. He's way old. ahead of Delaney as far as like development and doing things. Uh, but he's everybody that I like, know that has more than one kid says, yeah, that happens. You know that your second kid's usually quicker to develop because they're around another kid that's older. But right. Physically, he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger than she was, and I don't want to just say that because he's a he's a boy and she's a girl, but it's legit. I mean, he's probably he's probably almost. I bet he's I like almost he's a, doubled what size of she was at her at yeah. that age. I feel like he's Delaney's. I know this is wrong, but I feel like Delaney's only like a foot taller than him. <laughs> we we had. <laughs> He's he's about half her size, like legit, maybe a little bit yeah, more than half. That's crazy. And she's four, <laughs> even though she's on the smaller side. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like he he might he might be a big ass dude. I don't know. Dude, I I'm gonna say this. I'm uh, I think he's going to be like six five, six six. <laughs> I don't know. I why. mean, I think you you may have just birthed. Oh, not you. Jessica may have birthed. Yeah. Left tackle. <laughs> like that kid is. That's a thick kid. I mean, hopefully, I I would love for one of them to uh, you know, Delaney likes to like sing and dance. Uh, you know, one if he's playing sports and she's you know a singer and they're making money so I can retire. Um, at fifty five, then be more hey, than happy about it. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let me retire early and be y'all's manager. I'll, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you don't even have to really pay me much. Just buy me a house, and if I need shit, just let me know. Or I'll let you know. Just, you just keep the fridge stuck so I can keep doing beers. 
Yeah, like I'm doing a beer right uh, now. This Bear Walker is hitting. <laughs> I love getting beer straight um, from the brewery. I got uh, yeah, I got a Bear Walker on like tap right same now. Same age as in the refrigerator. What's best. that? I said it's the best. I like getting beer straight from the brewery. I don't care what it's in the can or whatever. For some reason, it just always, always tastes better. Yeah, and it could be. I don't know what it is, but it just always does. So um, you you said whether it's in a can or not. So I've always debated. I like drinking beer out of a bottle versus a can. Are you the same way or, or doesn't matter? Or I At this point, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter to me at all. Um, it depends on what I'm doing and where I'm at. So yeah. like if I'm like at a game i'd prefer a can if i'm chilling outside at somebody's house i got a back porch or something a bottle i'm at the yeah. lake or i'm at the pool can if i am uh if i'm at a bar a uh, uh, bottle you know yeah like i i go both ways i don't prefer one or the other <laughs> one go both the ways. other yeah yeah it just, but you're a koozie really guy too, so you, you just throw a koozie on there and it really kind of yeah. is fine. Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it doesn't bother me. Like, either one. I know a lot of people are really strict about it, and I used to be, but then I was like, it's just kind of like, whatever. I've gotten think, to the point where I'm not, I'm not like snobby about beer anymore at all. Like, you I'm know, like, I've noticed whatever. that a little bit too, and I'm not, I, I feel like I've gotten less snobby, and I've definitely gotten less snobby about bottle versus can, but about, you know, four years ago or more, yeah, I was I was pretty strict on yeah. cans versus bottles, but I just, um, I, I'm pretty sure I Bear Walker, they can't bottle them for some reason, they or something. Because of the, the maple syrup they put yeah. in there, it won't allow them to do it. But... Either way, it's good fucking beer, and I appreciate Jackalope. <laughs> I got another, so I'm drinking Bear Walker, and I got a what's called Fog. Um, it's an IPA, but it's it's very strong, but it, like strong as far as like alcohol content, but not strong for as, as far as IPA taste. So I, I kind of like that. It's it's a uh, it's a lot like uh, Sweetwater 420 as far as like flavor. Like it doesn't have a super strong IPA taste, but enough yeah. to just have that little, you know how yeah. those IPAs have that little ting or whatever. I don't know what you that would call it. Hint of hops. Yeah, they're just it's just just flavorful enough, but not one that's just gonna make you make a sour face or anything. Oh, exactly. But Bear Walker, hands down, is probably my second favorite beer. As far as flavor uh, and just it's just a good fucking beer. Bear Walker is my favorite beer, so uh, I completely I'm with you 100. percent So you don't blame me for taking uh, a couple of cases uh, home from the golf tournament that was left over. Not at all. While those Not guys were drinking up Michelob Ultra and and Bud Light, I'm like, hey, that's fine. That's more for me. Yep. Would you like another? Yep. Um. <laughs> So, um, a couple things for, for me, um, which I'm just going to mention because we were talking beforehand, uh, I, I watched the Netflix's, so Netflix has got a, I don't know if it's just like a different, a group that's doing a bunch of different documentaries, but, um, damn, excuse me, <laughs> I don't know if that was, oh, there we go, I'm good now. Uh, they did a, there's a documentary on Netflix right now, uh, that's called the rise and fall of and one. And it basically takes you through everything with the originators of and one, all of their kind of street baller guy or their main, probably their main street baller guys, uh, talk about all those perspectives of what was going on and, um, and talks about the end of the business and, and, you know, and I haven't thought about and one in so long. And what's crazy is. I don't want to give it away because I know you haven't watched it and you want to. Uh, what's crazy is, is seeing how Nike responded to their su- success 
and how things just kind of went downhill from there. Dude, and one mixtape used to be appointment TV. Man, it was so good. It was so, it was so in in tune with the time that was what was going on at that time. Like that's what I feel like. How, yeah. um, you know, we talked about the Woodstock '99 doc, I think a few episodes ago, and how they were completely not aware of the the audience that they had and how the audience was going to be and react to things. Where and one was the epitome of this is what culture is right now like if you're talking about street culture and basketball and you know early 2000s like this is it you know like hip-hop basketball like it was all just cultivated in one and um man i i loved watching all the n1 stuff um i remember i was in the military and was like buying when i could buying those mixtapes or like dvds or cds because yeah. the, the damn cds were fire too all the like oh, yeah. actual like soundtracks and stuff um so um yeah that was just a really cool era and it's crazy to see you know that's what i love about seeing all these documentaries coming out of i wouldn't say childhood because we were teenagers so um you know all these documentaries coming out where you get to really find out the details of what was going on and how things came to be and how things, you know, caused things to, you know, change or whatever. But um, it's really good, and I recommend watching. <laughs> Dude, I really want to see it just because, like I said, it, it was just – it was appointment TV. Everybody knew, like, every – like, N1 was, like, the first street ball brand. Mhm. And so, like everybody was kind of into it, even though no one really wore the shoes. I mean, a couple people did, but like everybody had to add one shirt. Yeah, the shirts was where it was, and they talked heavily yeah. about that in the documentary of how they kind of really made their bread with t-shirts. Oh. Wow. The crazy thing is, and I wonder, uh, and when you watch this, uh, keep this in mind. I wonder if the uh, if they have some shit going on with Stefan Marbury because they very briefly briefly mentioned Stefan Marbury during because that was like the first guy to endorse the shoe and of course like the first game he wore him the shoe fell apart and it was a whole big thing so I wonder if that's still kind of a issue or there's some kind of legal thing saying hey you can't talk much about this and they just barely mention it and then they moved on. Yeah, I think with him, he was like, all right, I want to do my own thing now. Mm-hmm. Because he was always, because remember, Starburys were like super cheap. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about the shoe, but his angle was always, I want to do something so everybody can afford it. Yeah, which you know I would totally I mean? respect. So like, yeah. And so that's what I think he went into and just was like, all right, yeah, he was the first and one athlete. Yeah, they fell apart, but you know, I, I think he saw what they were trying to do and respected it. So, but yeah, that was that's probably one they wish they had back. Yeah, and there's also a doc. I think it's either on Netflix or Hulu or something about Stefan Marbury and kind of the end, more of the end of his career, which is really good. Um, I don't know if you've seen yeah. that or not, but it's it's really good and. Where, especially where he gets really big over in Japan or China or or somewhere in the uh, somewhere in the uh, in Asia, uh, Eastern Asia, where he gets really big, and I think he ended up playing on their Olympic team or something. I could be wrong. Or he was on the team that they won a bunch of championships, and uh, I think that was cool. At the end of the documentary, he was like talking about how he enjoyed that success more than he did in the NBA. He did? Huh? You said he enjoyed it more than the NBA? Yeah, you could, like, at the, you know, he talked about it in, in that kind of light where he seemed that he really enjoyed more of his success then. And it could be because he was a little bit older and kind of, you know, 
got to experience a lot of different things. And so it was a little bit more, uh, he could take it in a little bit more, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, but he said he really enjoyed that. Almost, I, I feel like he said that he enjoyed that more than his NBA career. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, I mean, whatever, dude. Um, I think what else did I have? I don't really have anything else on that one. I'm at, uh, once I check out the documentary, we'll talk more. Yeah, we'll have to circle back because and 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 when Kenny is back, I'll, I'll check with him because. I'm not sure exactly how much he kept up with anyone, but I'm pretty sure if I know him, because I feel like that was a kind of a weird phase where, you know, I went off to the military. Like me and Kenya were like really close, really tight, uh, you know, at the end of high school. And then I left and I know you, you and him got really tight. This is kind of pulling back the curtains a little bit on on us when we were probably like 18, 19. But um I that era I felt like was like that era and I was like not here where you guys were like here so if that makes sense uh-huh. and I remember like yeah. really getting into N1 crazy thing is or two crazy things because um, I was in the military during kind of the height of N1 and the mixtapes uh, I remember watching or buying one somewhere somewhere in the Middle East like one of their more newer um, mixtapes I remember watching it on the ship that I was on that was traveling to Afghanistan <laughs> on like, you know, you know, those like portable DVD players. Yeah. Like on one of those in my bunk with one of my, a couple of my good friends in the military watching. I just, that's like one of the things that popped up in my brain when I was watching this documentary of how cool that was, even though it kind of sucked at the time, but it was like, I get to watch something in my free time that was cool and kind of made me feel more at home a little bit. Because I was that just awesome. in a bunk on a ship. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, in the middle, in like probably like the Red Sea or some shit. <laughs> Second uh, thing is, all right, so I haven't talked a ton on this podcast about like me being a DJ, like an actual wicked wicked DJ. But <laughs> but um, I remember when I was first trying to come up with a DJ name. And everybody was like calling me, you know, Rich, Richie Rich and all that, which was cool. But I wanted to have like a name that was just different. And oh, oh we know. Oh, you know where know. this is going, right? Oh, oh, I uh, are we about to fry up some bacon? Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. So Hot Sauce, one of the more more known, probably the be- biggest name and one guy, right? Yeah, hot sauce. hot sauce, and there's one more. There's one guy that actually made it to the league. Yeah, they uh, that was skip, skip, skip to my Lou. Yeah, he yeah. he was like pretty much the only, or he was the only one that played in the NBA, I believe. Uh, which they mentioned that at the sort of towards the end. Um, and I think he was on the documentary, but very briefly. Um, but they had they had the professor on there. They had a uh, um. Man, they had so many good names. Um, yeah. The main event, he was on there. Um, I want to say like AO or something like that. He, they had they had probably five or six different um, of the bigger name guys on there for for most of the documentary. But anyways, yeah, uh, so delayed. he 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 died. Yeah, he did dead. Well, he's he he's on the doc on the doc. Not, not dead. Not interviewing, but they have him. They like show a lot of clips with him in it. Now I was trying to, yeah. Escalade was one of my favorites too. Dude, Escalade was awesome. Yeah, and then man, they had so many. What was the? Uh, oh, one of my favorite names that I didn't realize was one of my favorite names until they brought it up in the uh, in the uh, in the documentary was Half Man, Half Amazing. How cool of a name is that? That was a pretty good name. Yeah. And I think I follow the pro- the professor on Instagram. He still does a bunch of stuff, and it, like he's making his yeah, he, his money still. Yeah, he has a really big uh, YouTube channel, from what I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, but anyways, going back to the DJs. So I was trying to come up with a name, and uh, so uh, I forgot the name of the uh, the guy that would MC a lot of the M one things, uh, a lot of the M one events, the basketball games. He was also in the documentary, but every time that like hot sauce was like 
you know, he he was one of the best at like all the moves he had and stuff. And he would be like, hot sizzle, hot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just remembered like sizzle. That kind of stuck out to me a little bit. And at the time, I was like, maybe that should be my DJ name. <laughs> and so that's where I kind of yeah, came yeah, with the, the DJ Sizzle for like a hot second. And and then it got turned into Rich Boy, which is a whole nother story that I'll talk about some other time because that has a lot of <laughs> implications involved. Oh, <laughs> oh we, uh, we all remember. We remember DJ Sizzle. Uh, for many, many reasons. It's, uh, it's what was y'all's true. perspective? Because always, y'all always took it in a in a funny y'all side of it. I was just kind of curious that. of because we were always like, "No, nah, you can't do DJ Sizzle," and then we would laugh about it. And then you, I remember you were so dead serious one night. You were dead serious. You're like, "Yeah, man, you know how like DJ Drama and everybody they got Gangsta Grills." I was thinking mine could just be. Bacon frying in a pan. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, and no one would, and everybody looked at you like, no. <laughs> hey, I still think it's a good idea. I still thought it was. I mean, I knew I, I thought it was a good idea then. I still think it was cool. Hey, the thing about it is, is it was different. There's plenty of products. There's plenty of names. There's plenty of things out there. People were told were dumb, and it ended up being successful. So, because I always one. thought about because during that time, like all these mixtapes, like DJ mixtapes were coming out too, and yeah. everybody had some kind of either catchphrase or like one of my favorites was uh, what was the uh, what was the DJ that would be like, um, huh? if you don't like this, you can fuck suck my dick or something, <laughs> you know? It's just like out of the oh nowhere. My God. You know what I'm talking about? You don't remember that dude? I don't remember that guy. I think my favorite was K Slay was like I'll oh, was DJ. Yeah. His were good. Uh Don Cannon still has the best call. Oh yeah. The Cannon. Cannon dude. Yeah. Like Yeah, dude, I mean that's what started it. That's what started the whole like, all right, we're DJs. We wanna have something that's like signifying and putting our signature and stamp on you know, a mixtape or something, and he was the one that kind of started, well, he kind of started the mixtape thing, DJ mixtape thing anyways, so that was just kind of what I was like, well, if I'm going to be DJ Sizzle, if you put some sizzling sound effects on something, maybe it'll be cool, I don't know. Dude, that's the thing, like, if your canon was just, like, sizzle sound, yeah, like, you'd have, like, it has to be something else, but that would have been hilarious. Oh, see, been like, oh, see? I don't even know, man. Uh, dude, if you if it actually happened, if everything happened and you got into like DJ and mixtapes and stuff, yeah, dude, I think oh, I can't even. Oh, I'm, I'm laughing so hard on the inside. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, there was a lot of potential with that, I feel. Like, even though, like, everybody thought it was funny, I still, to this day, thought there was, like, a lot I could have done with that. But some of the best nicknames and some of the best names that ever come around are things that just come organically. And so yeah. when the um, the Rich Boy um, Throw Some D's on it song came out at just the, that same time, and everything that was going on during that time just seemed right to kind of people started calling me that mm-hmm. and kind of pivoted towards that and it ended up being, I guess, more organic. But sometimes I still wonder, you know, hey, man, sizzle, ain't nothing wrong. sizzle mixtape. Nah, hang up the sizzle. <laughs> hang, hang the sizzle up. <laughs> oh, it's never coming back. You, it's, you don't it's, stop. It'd be funny, you know. It'd be funny if I did that for like, or if some, and I'm gonna put this in your ear because I know that you're the type of person would tuck this little idea away, and then come back around to it because you're you. <laughs> uh, if somebody did a sizzle mixtape for like my 40th birthday or something, that'd be pretty funny. Oh God. <laughs> uh, no, that would take too much work. It would take. It would take. It would take. It would take some work. 
Yeah, more than I'm probably willing to put into it, <laughs> for sure. But, but it'd still be pretty funny. Hey, if you want a calendar, I got you, though. You know that. <laughs> I still got that somewhere, by the way. I, I remember... Uh, pretty good. I did good. We did a... It was a, uh, it was a Santa, and we had to draw names. And I, I bought Richard. I, like, we have this ongoing fantasy football beat where me and him go at each other. Dude, it was serious back when we first started our fantasy football league. Yeah, it, it, harder than anyone else goes in our league. Everybody else just kind of stands around and holds their dicks. Um, <laughs> we're just being honest. They don't. None of them do anything. Um, yeah. And uh, or they go too overboard. But like there was a time where me and Richard were just kind of going back and forth, and we did some photos of each other. We did uh, some Photoshop jobs on each other. And I had his name for this Christmas party. So I took all the pictures I, I photoshopped of him and put them in a calendar. <laughs> but, you know, uh, even back then, I tried to be like, all right, I can't just give him this calendar. That's bullshit. So <laughs> I, I, what, I put a bottle of liquor in there, too? Uh, Yeah, Probably, I think it was a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's just like here, there. Yeah. Mix it. The thing is, you know what's crazy is, like, I feel like we went so hard at each other that it was really, it was really like a quick beef. And after that, we kind of respected, like, oh, that was a good one up right there. And after that, it kind of like, sort of like, it was fun then. Even though it kind of fizzled out a little bit, but there was a couple of times like I was legit pissed. <laughs> oh, I, we knew we were mad, but like the thing is, is like we can look back on it and laugh about it because oh, hundred percent. Otherwise, I would have thrown that thing get, away. You know what I mean? How dumb of it, like to get mad at any of it. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. It's fantasy. Now I look back at it, like now I'm like fantasy football. Like I'll take it as serious as I want to. Yeah, and I'll keep up with stuff, but I can't get as emotionally invested as some of these guys. It's yeah, like Mark, uh, Mark did at the beginning of this season. You know, he gave me a hard time because my team was bad. Yeah, and I was like, he started he back up, and I was like, you want to really want to do that again? <laughs> I mean, only one of us yeah. between me ended up in the Super Bowl. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like yeah, him. He's um, fun. He's fun. no, Mark's great, and uh, I was actually talking to him today about some concert stuff, but uh, yeah, the fantasy football, um, man, we used to take it so seriously, and it was it, it was almost too much, really. Well, then you got into like some of the silly beats, like where I had Joe Flacco, <laughs> Kenny had. Jim Jones. Yeah. And we were going at each other using Waka Flocka and Jim Jones lyrics. Man, it was so good. That was one of the funnier things me and him ever did. The, yeah. <gasps> I don't know if you remember, like, that kind of spun off a little bit into a few. Because, of course, I joined in on some of that, too. Just because I thought it was oh, funny. Yeah, I mean, the Blood on the Leaves. Um, whole that was like after y'all did that i felt like i had this whole yeah. blood on the leaves thing going on against kenny <laughs> the <laughs> kanye west song <laughs> uh, dude it was i don't know some of the funnier things like i look back at it and i'm like dude we ran people off oh yeah like we were like like robbie johns probably hates all of us Nah, Robbie's uh, good, man. I think he just, yeah. I think he just was like, look, man, I'm not taking it this seriously, and I'm not gonna get involved but he did, with. Though. He did, but he I think did. he, I think Robbie was more or less like, I'm not gonna get this, like, pissed off and bent up over over fantasy football, so I'm out. Yeah. Now, like, now Robert Butler, on the other hand, shout out to Robert. Uh, you might be listening. <laughs> uh, if so, man, we need a collab. Um. Now he's the one who got legit pissed about some shit, and I forgot what trade it was or what, but he was more mad than Robbie ever was. 
Yeah, I think Robbie's more of he got into it and was like, I don't want to be into it. Well, and, and I so, feel like at that time it was like you kind of had to, you kind of had to go through like a rite of passage to be in our league because we took it, we took it seriously, but we also was like, look, if you're gonna get mad over like some shit talking because this is this is like this is you're coming into a man cave here, it's time to man up. If, if somebody talks shit, talk shit back. And some people right. just didn't really want to get involved with that, and that's fine. But that's what we but how we run our league. It's also you have to remember, everybody teaches mm-hmm. in this league. Yeah. Everybody does. So when you make a statement like, only people who get the first pick in a round have good teams, someone's going to go look and see where you drafted that year and mm-hmm. find out you had more number one overall picks than anybody and then make fun of you for being bad at drafting players. Yeah. To which I did, because I had nothing but time on my hands. <laughs> uh, what's crazy is I'm I kind of I'm looking up here uh, at my my desk that we're that I'm recording on, where the Dick Stickle Memorial Trophy still is here. <laughs> By the way, um, imagine that. Uh, uh, but like that's another thing you got to think. We ran off Colin. Oh yeah. Colin got, I remember, I mean, that's what I really started making me. And see, I, I wouldn't lay into people that I don't really boy. know that well, but you guys knew him more than I did, so that's, no, that's that. To, like, it was, yeah. Like, he, I remember I made a meme. It was his, it said awesome sauce, and it was his head. And then <laughs> I made him drool a little bit. Yeah. Like, I put a little drool on his, and he was like, Hey man, all right, that's funny, but like, can you not? He's like, that really pisses me off. <laughs> Welcome to like, the yeah, NFL. <laughs> it's supposed to. So that him, I'm trying to think. There's someone to Terry quit because he just got tired of doing it, which I get. You know, yeah. If you if you don't want to do it anymore, I, I fully expect that. You know. But we still talk to Terry. It's not like we ran somebody off and they like never were. Never heard from him again, which I don't think I'll ever hear. happens. Yeah, we've had probably five or six. Because here's the thing for the people that's listening. I mean, the cool thing, the really cool thing about our fantasy football league, which this sounds super nerdish, but whatever, is that like we've oh, had is, this league for I don't know how many seasons now. Everybody has turned off. What's that? Ten. Ten seasons. Yeah, okay, so I'm looking at, at the, the trophy. Yeah, 2010, so 12. 2010 so was the first lo- first year, uh, which I won, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, 2010. So we've been we've had this league for 12 years. And, yeah. oh, what I was saying is the cool thing about it is the core of our fantasy group is – are good friends and we've all been a part of it. Like we've had maybe like one or two come in each year. That's kind of been in and out, but there's like six to eight people that has been in this league. That's been there from the beginning. Some may have took a season off here and there, but otherwise like the, the main core of our group is the same people. And I think that's just kind of what what makes it go is is like eventually it'll just be just to each other because we we have no more friends to convince them. <laughs> but I feel like maybe that's just either us getting old or fantasy football might be is a little bit played out like, um, you know because I feel like in 2010 that was fairly early in the fantasy football like game you know what I mean. Yeah, when we first did it, sorry about that, um, when we first did it, we it was just kind of one of those things we were like, we have no idea what we're doing, let's figure it out. Let's all get together and figure it out, and over the years, yeah. we haven't really changed much rules-wise, and I think that's 
what makes our league <clears> so fun. The only thing we don't do anymore, which, yeah, we're getting older and it kind of streamlines everything, which helps out with everybody, is we don't we don't do random every round anymore. Which, which by the way, I think it's one of the fun. coolest things that I don't know if I don't I've never heard of any other league doing this. And for those listening, we would do a random draw for every round. So it yeah. wouldn't be like a snake draft. It wouldn't be, uh, I don't know, however else you would. It would be like you don't know what your picks are going to be each round until we pick them. And we do that randomly yeah. through just a, we had a little, what would you call that thing? A little, uh, almost Bingo like lottery. Yeah, yeah. To to give everybody numbers. The crazy thing is, people were like, that's insane. Like, the crazy thing is, is that you would think like, oh, well, maybe somebody got all good draft, like got all, you know, top round picks. But the person that would win that year would have like the shittiest like numbers. It was just all about yeah. like being having a strategy and, and picking the right people and kind of getting lucky, honestly. You had to really like that's the other thing, like. The reason why I get like and I do get frustrated at our and this has turned into a fantasy football conversation and I don't mind it at all. Um, <laughs> that's what frustrates me about our snake drafts now. Is yeah. I'm like, guys, this shouldn't take as long as a random every round. So at oh, least no. you have an excuse because you don't know where you're picking from time to here. You should look, all right, there's six people in front of me. Let me look at the top six guys I think that are going to be gone. Exactly. This is the pool I'm picking from. Dude, that's such a big pet peeve of mine. And if you're not there, put it on auto-draft, for the love yeah. of God. One uh, thing I, I will know. respect, the, the, uh, I'm in another league uh, that <laughs> that shit was happening. In the mid-draft, the like commissioner was like, fuck this. Everybody gets 30 seconds. And if I notice that you're not picking, like, I'm going to put you on auto-draft. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's get this shit over with. Oh, we got okay. shit to do. We had our 10-man draft. It took about an hour, hour and a half. Did it take that long? It shouldn't have. It took a while. It, it should have taken maybe 45 minutes tops. All right, it, if it, it took it more than that, then damn, I was... that's. Way more than I thought it was. We were there for an hour. Uh, yeah, I feel like an hour is probably legit. I had a 14-man draft I did in the league I paid for. Mm-hmm. We did it in an hour. Yeah, that that's good. <laughs> so I'm I'm in a a, a, a four a like or no, it was 12. And that was the one where the guy was like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna change 30." You got 30 seconds. Like, come on. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Like, if you're if you're in a fantasy football draft and you, especially a snake draft, it's so easy to strategize. Like, come well, on. You, you should know who you want. And it, you should have three picks lined up by the time you're on the clock. It's easy for us because of what we're used to drafting, how we're used to drafting. Yeah. Like, I can put it in cruise control. I remember I was telling Lindsey's dad about it. He goes, y'all do random every round? I go, yeah. He goes, so you never know who's going to be available. I go, no, not at all. That was so funny. Like, he goes, how do you do that? What do you do? And I go, dude, you just, you, you, you don't, you don't pick players. You pick positions. Yeah, I he mean, everybody like, has their own strategy. Yeah. Like, so, in this round, I'm going to draft the highest available this because I know it's not going to be here later. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I always feel like there's probably, like, three or four factors into, you know, the people you should be looking at. And you should be looking at them. If you're, like, three picks out, you should be like, all right, I have a plan. If this person if this person's there, I'm going to take this person. If they're not, then it's the next guy down and so on. It still blows my mind in this league quarterbacks are valued as much as they are dude uh i, I know blows my mind kenny and i was talking about this last week and we really didn't get into the like nuts and bolts of the of our fantasy draft but like and that's one thing that i learned especially like the last two or three seasons that there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league 
and they're there for a reason. And every every team's looking for one if they don't have one. So trust me, they're like you know our 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 MFL league has always been pretty much a ten man league. And I'm like, there's ten elite quarterbacks, like people that take the top four guys in the first through fifth rounds are. It's just like, what are you doing? I don't know why people take two. I, I can't understand I, taking two, but like taking the second this. one like in the thirteenth round or something. My thing is, is I would rather put a a guy, a flyer on a guy, on my bench. Yeah. Like instead of letting you, I'll give you another quarterback because you can't start that quarterback. Yeah. Fine. Exactly. I can, Except for one I week. Can, yeah, I got I got this wide receiver whenever I want him. If he does good, like George Pickens, who yeah. knows how good he's going to be? I'll throw him on my bench. And I feel like wide receiver. And here's the other thing about our league: we do three. We we have a structure that's different from most leagues. We don't have a flex. We do three wide. Yeah, they're like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, dude, trust me, it's makes it makes it way more competitive. Yeah. Uh, so we do three wide receivers. Um, and um, which the crazy thing is, there's so many good receivers in the league now over the last, right. you know, say, we'll say five seasons. And so it's fun to take a flyer on a guy like a George Pickens in like the late rounds, because even if he does OK, you're like, yeah, I fucking took that guy it in the 14th round. Exactly. And uh, full full um, to kind of circle back around, this just popped in my head just because we're talking fantasy football, and I got to get a little shit talking in. You know, like a guy like George Kittle that uh, I took in like the 14th or 15th round, uh, which, by the way, there's only 16 rounds, um, that is basically haunts Seth's dreams, (laughs) fantasy football, Super Bowl dreams. Pretty much. Uh, I think I'm 0-3 or 0-4 in Super Bowls now. So instead of Kenny, you're now the Buffalo Bills guy? Oh, 100 percent. So but but I will say this in all in four in three of the four ESPN had me finishing the league dead last, just like they do this. Oh, fuck ESPN. (laughs) ESPN has me finishing dead last again, which I'm like, how? Because I took Matt Ryan. Okay, I'll drop him and pick up somebody else. Yeah, I don't I don't respect their opinion as much um by the way and i'm just bringing this up because i can (laughs) (laughs) the george kittle thing i totally thought you had me beat by like a lot i was working a titans game i think oh yeah no and y'all were like the chat started blowing up and i'm like what the fuck's going on like i kind of put it out of my mind i'm like fuck it i lost you know good shit Seth's finally getting his championship I already had like two or three at a time. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, no big deal. So I was like, fuck it. And then like the chest started blowing up. I remember I was legit at Nissan Stadium walking because it was like a late game or something. Like maybe it was a primetime game that the Titans had. And I remember walking through, walking back up the tunnel to go up to the press box. And I like finally checked my messages and it's like, George Kittle, George Kittle, George Kittle. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I look. And he's got, like, 50 fucking points. And I'm, like, in the lead. And, like, all of your guys are done. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I was done. I was cooked. I, I knew, like, I have an idea of what I have to hit. And all my guys went early. And when I didn't hit that number, I was like, yeah. I remember being in the chat and being, like, good game, Rich. Like, it was, it just wasn't Yeah, that was, happen. like, the only message <laughs> from you. And I was just like. What the fuck? I got lucky. That's all it was. I think that's the season. Okay, you talk about George Kittle. That's the season I drafted Patrick Mahomes in the 13th round. Yeah. See, man, like, some of it's luck. Some of it's, like, a little bit of scouting and, like, being a good fantasy football draft guy. My favorite thing is, like, okay, it was his first season as starting quarterback. That's why he went so late. But then everybody's going, yeah, I was going to take him. No, no, you, you weren't were going to take him. <laughs> you would have taken him. Yeah, 
So I don't want to hear that. So is that guy on uh, on? So you mentioned George Pickens. Is that your like flyer guy? Like, hey, this works George out. Pickens, with- um, I, the Chiefs backup running back that I've drafted. Um, oh yeah. The reason why I picked him up is I've heard a lot of Kansas City reporters talk about him the way they talked about Kareem Hunt. Okay. So I was like, Kareem Hunt fit in that offense. Perfect. See, I feel like I I had quite a few of those in my draft. Took him. uh, But the real one I'm really like, I really wanted to stash, and I knew I could get late, was Miko Hardeman. Because, yeah, they have Juju. Yeah, they have all these guys. But the only speed guy on that offense is him. Yeah, and I feel like I made that mistake last year, so I was like completely. Which it might be, it may completely change because this is like his fourth year, and it's like, hey, dude, you need a contract, so you need to do something. Well, <laughs> and Tyreek's not here. <laughs> exactly. So, that's that's my thing. Is like they're going to depend on him a little bit more. He'll get more I, reps because Tyreek's not there. Yeah, and, and I and I drafted in our league. I did draft Juju Smith Schuster, and I, and I remember telling you over the weekend when you were here, um, like I hated my draft when I initially got done with it and like thought about it for that day, and then the next day I looked at it and I was like, you know what? But the fact that I hate my draft might be a good sign. Yeah, I looked at my team and I was like, I'm going to be all right. I'm not going to be good. I wanted, to, you know, how I like to get the back end receivers. Yeah, and I think I did a pretty good job about that. And you immediately put them all on available for trade. (laughs) I did notice that because somebody's going to need a wide receiver. I don't care who it is, and that's that's where I find my value is in wide trading for wide receivers. Um, Somebody's going to try to trade me a quarterback for a top ten receiver this year, and I'm gonna laugh them off the page. That's probably going to be me. (laughs) Don't send me a trade for a quarterback unless you send me a quarterback. (laughs) And someone else that's cool. the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. No, not even. I wouldn't take. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't take the number one overall quarterback for the number five wide receiver. That's interesting. That's how little I like. Because, okay, let's say your quarterback is averaging 25 points a game. Yeah. My quarterback's averaging 20. 20 a game, right? Yeah. Well, I've got three wide receivers right now that average 20 a game. Like, I'm not going to just just get rid of a position where I'm only five points behind. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm losing points. You see what I mean? Like, I'm taking away from my total. So let me play devil's advocate. If that 20-point that guy is on your bench, though, is he worth sacrificing for those five points that you may need? No. Because I'll say this. I love how tight our league is, like, how competitive and tight our, like, record-wise our league has been in the last few years. Yeah, and those little, good. those few points matter. They definitely mattered for me last year. No. I'd rather do it for, like, a running back. I'd get my points on a running back. I got gotcha. you. So I'm going to send you a quarterback trait here in a few minutes. <laughs> I know you are to annoy me. I'm more and, and and I'm starting to feel like quarterbacks. The way I feel about quarterbacks, I'm starting to feel like tight ends because there's only really like two yeah. or three really elite tight ends. Yeah. If your name's not Travis Kelsey, Pitts, or um, who's the Baltimore guy? Mark Andrews. Yeah. If you're not one of them, then you're not really. That's got to be the thinnest. Yeah, that's got to be the thinnest position in, in all of fantasy football is tight end. Then probably like, running back. Oh, yeah. Kittle. Kittle's used more to Kittle's used more to block now. Darren Waller, I mean, he was down last year. He's got, and now they've got more receiver help. Well, and Kittle, so too, like, hasn't been healthy. Like, like he, he, yeah, I guess you could say that. He's been playing. He hasn't really missed, but he's just – they they needed him to block last year. I feel like I, like we were talking about being lucky and and you know me being lucky in that that's that Super Bowl that I needed Kittle, but I feel like after that, 
um, you know, he was getting taken super high, and like maybe the season after that, he still had a big year, but like the last two seasons, I would not. Have, I'm, I'm glad I didn't take him high on yeah. some of my drafts, and he went so high like, in our draft after, this year. After those, after those three, Richard, if you look at it on an average point basis, everybody's kind of the same. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he's still a top, like, three guy, but, like, the three through ten is almost the same. Right. I mean, I took Zach, I targeted Zach Ertz. Yeah. I knew he was going to be there when I wanted him. Nobody was going to touch him. He's on an offense that they don't run the football, so all he's going to do is catch footballs. Oh, they like to run it on the goal like, line. <laughs> and that's about it. And I, I'm praying that the James Conner pick that I just that took this year is going to pl- play out. He was going too high for me. He was going way too high for me. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was one of the biggest where I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like this draft. It was him and and, and Mike Williams in, in our draft where I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like this draft. But if they pan out, then hey, cool. Yeah. Well, Rich, I hate to cut it short. I like this nostalgia talk, though. This was fun. I'm sure yeah. no one else found our uh, fantasy football banter entertaining, but I don't <laughs> really care. Um, well, we saved it for the end, for all those that always um, complain about yeah. leaving football for the end. Uh, so we didn't really get to talk college, but we can talk college and NFL next week when we have all three of us. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, man, I appreciate it. Uh, good show, and good night, everybody. Yeah, see y'all, everybody. We'll uh, talk to y'all next week. If I can find the uh, stop recording button, which oh is right God. there. Oh, <laughs> Shout out, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs>